In this episode, I am chatting with my good friend and founder of Be Authentic, Ryan James Miller. Ryan and I talk about how he had to go through the process of self-reflecting on his role as a husband and as a father, as a young guy in his mid-20s posed with a make-or-break decision on a business trip. And how a later traumatic experience in 2017 led him to the spot where he knew he had to commit to mastering authenticity and with living with purpose. Ryan shares how he broke free from what he calls the prison of success and shares why he created his Foundations to Freedom program and how you can take baby steps this week to transform your perspective on fatherhood leadership, entrepreneurship, and what it means to be authentic. This episode with Ryan James Miller of Be Authentic starts now. You are listening to the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast for men driven to live a life of significance. Men who want to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the world around them. My name is Cam Hall, founder of Fight the Dabot and leader of the Dads Making a Difference Mastermind. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. Now, let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Dads Making a Difference podcast, the number one podcast dedicated to helping fathers build the leadership skills they need to make a difference in the lives of their families, in their business, and in the community around them. My name is Cam Hall. I am your host and I am excited uh, to dive into our conversation today with Ryan James Miller. Uh, But before we get there, if you are new here, welcome. Hit that subscribe button. I would hate for you to miss any upcoming episodes. And if you're listening to today's conversation and it brings you value in any way and speaks to you, please share it with someone you know, throw it on your social media, tag us at Dad's Making the Difference on Instagram, and we'd love to shout you out. Uh, let's just pay it forward today. Now, like I said, I am pumped to jump into our conversation today with Ryan James Miller. Ryan is a husband, coach, professional speaker, founder of Be Authentic, and host of the Authentic Conversations podcast. And he is on the cusp of launching his Foundations to Freedom Coaching Academy, which helps men break free from the prison of success. Now, I got to talk about Ryan for a moment. Ryan and I met through a mastermind uh, that both of us are members in. So I am proud to call him a friend and a brother. And what I truly appreciate about Ryan is that his his ability to communicate in a way that is caring, yet firm and honest and authentic. And no matter when I hear him speak, whether he is his Ryan subtle, like calm tone, or he is fired up about something he's passionate about, you know all the time that he is authentic and honest in what his approach is. And he cares about you, the listener. Ryan is truly is a dad making a difference. Dude, I am so pumped to have you on today. Thank you for taking time with us today. Welcome, Ryan. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Boy, that was probably the kindest introduction that anybody's ever given me. And I've done this a lot. And on top of that, Cam, what I love about you so much is from the moment you started talking, even when we were talking offline, 
I can't help but not smile when I talk to you. And yeah. I just, I love that. I love the fact that you bring such great energy. So this is going to be an amazing conversation. Well, I appreciate it, man. And you know, I had to learn from past experience. Uh, I'll let you in on a little secret. I know I get fired up when I talk to you. And in our conversations, we get like lots of energy. I have a standing desk. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you can see that I'm sitting. I had to put the standing desk down and sit because I knew I'd get excited. And I'd probably end up like speaking way too fast if I was standing or knocking a microphone over or something. So that is why I'm sitting today because I know uh, how much fun we have uh, when we chat together. So yeah, like I said, thanks for being here, man. Uh, one of the main reasons that I wanted to bring you on here is to flip the script on you a little bit. And some of the, the conversations that we've had, you've I've had the privilege of being on your podcast and you ask a question on your podcast of all your guests that I think is a very powerful question. And I'm not going to spoil it here. I might hint at it, but I'm not going to spoil it here. So if you want to know that question, you got to go listen to the authentic conversations podcast with Ryan. It's killer. It's really, really good. Um, but Ryan, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question about fatherhood, about leadership, about manhood. There's a little hint. And when you think about manhood as it relates to fatherhood. Tell me about that. Tell me about a little about your story. We'll get into your story too in this conversation, but tell me about your story and how it brought you to this point, um, being passionate about what you do. Yeah, man, it's good. Um, so without giving too much away, because I'm sure we'll dig farther later, but I got married when I was uh, 22 years old. I had my first daughter just before I turned 23 years old. Wow. Uh, and so as you can imagine, uh, I was extremely immature in a lot of ways. I was mature. There was a lot of ways that I was mature. We had already bought our own home and uh, I was making six figures and like that side of things, like I had matured and grown up in some ways. And some of that was my history of growing up in a single parent household, but, but I was still immature and I didn't understand completely how to handle myself. My dad wasn't around at that time for me, so I didn't have uh, good male guidance. Uh, my mom uh, just couldn't find a great remarriage, and so there, I just didn't have that guidance. And so when, uh, when I stepped into being a husband and being a father, I was kind of just going off of what I felt like was the right thing to do. So I went to work. And I worked hard and I was working 14 and 16 hour days. And a lot of times the excuse for that was, well, I'm working hard to provide for my family. And I was also, um, I'd kind of grown through high school as like this tough guy. I was out, it was ironic because I was a scrawny little guy, but um, I was around a group of guys. We got into lots of fights in high school. And so I was the like, let's throw hands if you say something bad about or flirt with my wife when I'm around. And so there was this distorted view of fatherhood, of, uh, of being a husband and really of manhood. And it took me years and years and years and really coming to faith in Christ and then really understanding what God had called me to, to get to this place of understanding that I was still called to be a provider and a protector, but it didn't completely look the way that I thought it did before. Whereas I thought a provider was, I'm going to go to work, I'm going to bust my ass and, and I'm going to, I'm going to give to my family the things they need and hopefully the things that they want. Well, that's only part of it. Like I, I wasn't providing early on me 
my, my presence, my time and investment into my, into my family. So that was this huge, like awakening for me, the protector side of things. While I still, if it came down to it, I will physically defend my family in, in any way that I need to, but also being a protector means being there to protect and care for and consider their feelings and their needs and supporting them when they're hurting and when they're struggling. And so those were the things that I really learned and grew in. Uh, that I didn't know early on in my marriage. And here we are 21 years later into marriage and I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> yeah, still figuring it out. I find that for a lot of us who are married, Ryan, we're still figuring a lot of stuff out, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, all <laughs> um, the time. All the time. And so, you know, what really was the turning point for you? Was there a catalyst, an interaction, a mentor, a book, a study? Is there something that was like, you can pinpoint as that turning point in your journey where you went from thinking, hey, I need to I need to be the man. I need to be here. I need to do this, provide for my, like you said, like you get trapped into that providing means working your tail off all the time and you're and you're not at home. And there's there's a quote Brendan Richard uses is that people want your presence, not your presence. Like they want you to be around, they want you to dive in. So was there a turning point in your journey that you can pinpoint as kind of like that catalyst in? in your change? Yeah. So, uh, about four and a half years into my marriage, um, my wife and I were really struggling. Uh, we were arguing pretty, pretty significantly. Uh, the word divorce came up a few times, uh, and I went away on a business trip and I was presented with the opportunity to sleep with another woman. And by the grace of God, I did not sleep with that woman. And I woke up the next morning and I just felt like this hollow shell of a human being. Like on the outside, I was providing the house, the, the, the money, the nice cars. Everybody thought we like had pretty much everything together, but I was just crumbling. And so through a long story that I'll, I'll save for another day, I was led into a church service that following Sunday. Mm. And uh, it had, the first time I'd been in church, except for maybe a funeral since I was young and I'd grown up Catholic, but I just walked away from the church completely for many years. And so um, I stepped into the church August of 2006, and uh, it was a guest preacher preaching that day. There's a thousand people in the room, wow. and he is preaching on what it means to be a godly husband and a godly father. Oh, wow. Like there was no accident. No. to this awakening of my mind and my heart to be like, you want to be this man, you want to do these things, and you have such a distorted view. Now, the, the great story would be that I woke up in a moment and everything was great, but really it took about another year of some really hard times, some deep struggles, still like partying lifestyle, a couple of big fights, but that was really the catalyst to, to see that God had something different for me. And then as I've grown from there, I think that everything else has almost been a, a, a counterpoint to that in saying like, I look out at the world and I see the way that men treat their wives. And I see the way that fathers care for or don't care for their kids. And, and I'm like, I don't want that. I don't want to be that. Like, I want to represent something different first, because that's what God calls me to, but also that's because that's what my family deserves. Right. Wow. 
Man, you, you know, you share a little bit about your story. And like you said, there's probably a lot you could get into, but you touched on some really important things there. And it's this idea, it's almost like this, this veil of secrecy that we live behind as men, that we can't be vulnerable in sharing our emotions and our feelings, but we have to put on this image and this persona so people think we've got it all together. Um, the outside, the, you know, the Instagram filter, everybody can see all the highlights but no one knows the dirt that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, as guys are listening to this podcast, there's going to be guys that you're like the first eight minutes of this podcast have already spoken to them and convicted them in a way that they're like, ah, this guy, like Ryan is speaking right to me. I need to make a change. If there's guys listening to this podcast right now who are looking for a catalyst, who are looking for something to push them out, what encouragement could you give to them uh, based on your that story you just gave, we'll get into some other stuff, but that story you just gave, how, how would you encourage them to be vulnerable, to open up? Yeah, gosh, the, 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 I think that's just hours. So I, I would first say this, that it's okay. And I, just, I cannot stress enough the fact that it's okay to feel lost and confused and afraid and ashamed. Um, we're not as men taught how to deal with those types of emotions. Uh, the, all of those emotions are typically channeled in anger, rage, frustration, and fighting. And so that's the first place is I would say like, you have permission to, to experience those things, to be uncomfortable with those things, but you can't stop there. I believe that the strongest men in the world are the ones that are willing to express the fact that they feel those things. And so that, that like all of my scars of my parents divorcing when I was six and my dad leaving and, um, having a weekend father for a long time and not realizing how bad that hurt until I was like 19 years old. And then I didn't speak to my biological father from 21 to 31 for 10 mm. years. Wow. And, and again, it was uh, so much of that was because I didn't understand like all the pain and hurt that I had gone through and I didn't know where to place that. And so then that turned into just overreactions and immaturity and and it wasn't until definitely through church, and I don't want to like over evangelize because I know that there's people that are listening that that's not for you. And I, I don't want to say that's okay because it's not. I wish that everybody would understand that coming to faith in Christ is the ultimate answer to the, to the rest of your life. But outside of that, if that's not for you, then I would say that find somebody. Hmm. Like talk to Cam if you're listening to this podcast or you know, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to have that conversation or find somebody that you can trust and be willing to just open up and talk about why you hurt and the things that make you hurt. Because the beginning of that, opening that up is, I believe, the, the, the beginning of the path to really redeeming your story and getting to the place where God is calling you to be. No, yeah, that's so true. You know, you speak about not having contact with your biological father for 10 years, and that coincided with you being a father yourself, right? You were a dad at that time. And stepping into being a dad and the responsibilities and what that meant for you, it sounds like you felt a little bit isolated at times. 
right? There, you felt like you were on your own. And then it was that, that time that you stepped into that church, with the guest speaker, and man, you're sharing that story. It speaks to me. I stepped away from the church for almost 20 years because of trauma that we went through as a family. And because I blamed the church for some of the, some of the pain through that. I want to get back to your story about isolation. Can you speak to like the dangers of isolation, being a father and being a man? Uh, again, first of all, like, I, I don't want to like overstate this, but when, when we are backed into a corner as men by nature, there's some great books out there. And one is coming to mind. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it, but when we as men are backed into a corner, when we feel isolated, when we feel alone, we tend to take drastic steps. And that traditionally is expressed in anger and rage. That's typically the first place. And so that displaced anger and rage lands on our wife and our children. Mm -hmm. People that love us more than anything in the entire, like when I think about the things that I did, not to my kids, but around my kids that they were exposed to. And yet I think about the fact that all these years later, them being 21 and 12, two daughters, and the fact that none of those things scarred them from how they see me, it's like, I, I, I can't, I couldn't live with myself thinking about what I could have done to them. So that's one is like isolation creates this response of when I don't know where else, what else to do with all of this hurt, I, I, I rage out. The second thing is, is when, when we get isolated, we begin to take our own measures and those measures end up being some form of abuse, self-medication, right? Alcohol, drugs. I was never addicted to either one of those things, but I definitely overindulged, particularly in drinking and marijuana um, throughout like that kind of period of my life. And then even for me, I gambled a lot. Mm. And it wasn't even that it was like, I am feeling alone. I'm feeling isolated. So I'm going to go do this. The way that it played out just very quickly so people can understand how this works is because I was really struggling deep down inside, my response was to then prove myself of how great I was to everybody. Because if I could validate, if I could get validation from other people, it would, it would like, it, it would band-aid those wounds. And so I happened to be in a crowd of guys at that time of my life that was fairly successful, that was gambling a lot. And so I jumped into that too, because I wanted to be a part of the crowd. And part of the crowd meant I'm going to spend more money and I'm going to, and I'm going to gamble more. So $50 games turned into $5,000 games. And I lost tens of thousands of dollars as the result of that. So again, like, you know, that happens. And then I've had close friends that, or, or friends of friends that have taken their own life as the result of like, I should be a man. I should be strong. I should be courageous. I should be able to do all these things. But I, 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 I'm crawled up in the corner and I don't know what to do with myself. Therefore, I might as well just end my life because I'm not worth anything to anybody. Mm. Man, we see that, man, what you just shared, I think couldn't be more timely and based on what we're coming out of over the last two years, I think there's a lot of isolation. There's a lot of pain. Uh, people have gone through a lot of transition. And there's a lot of people searching for answers right now. And not so much answers to questions, but answers to purpose, answers to vision, answers to what they need to. Like, where should I go? What's next? 
You have authentic conversations. Your brand is be authentic. And you just mentioned you were looking for the proof and validation of others. You know, you're looking to find your value in what others would say or do or the feedback that you get. And I think right now, people who are living in isolation, maybe in that point of transition, are still looking through the filter of validation from others as opposed to validation of self, which I think your brand Be Authentic speaks to, being authentic to yourself. Share, share with the listeners and share with me again. I love hearing it your journey of going through that period of downturn to shifting gears and some of the experiences that shaped you to found be authentic, to look for validation of self, to not look for the approval always of others. Like you've been through some stuff, man, that obviously has shaped you to get to this point. So yeah, share with us your story a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I I think that that journey really, I, I finally came to this place and, and I think it was in phases because again, like my, my coming to faith story was a big part of that. I think getting to the 10 year anniversary of our wedding, um, was, was another really good kind of mile marker. I'm starting to like find myself. Um, and then finally, like the final catalyst, and I pray to God, this is the final one was, I know, you know, a part of the story, but you know, um, for the listeners, um, I, my wife, five of our friends, we were in Las Vegas when the mass shooting took place. Um, we lost one of our best friends that night. She was killed right there in front of us. My wife was nearly hit with a round of ammunition that went through her hat. And, and, and that was just 2017. And that was the final moment for me to say, okay, I need to stop living for other people. And I don't mean that in a selfish way, but if I can truly live as the person that God has created me to, all of me, I believe that is the person that is going to best serve the the people that God puts in front of me, my wife, my kids, my clients, whomever. And so all of that was also uh, compounded by the fact that I had spent the first at least 22, 23, 24 years of my life trying to live as somebody else. You know, I was trying to prove myself to other people. I was trying to, to posture. And so Be Authentic, ironically enough, originally started for me as a way to say, I am going to put my life on public display in order that the world becomes my accountability factor. Mm. I, I want everybody to know everything, the highs and the lows. Therefore, I can't hide behind something that I'm not. Like if, if I'm on stage speaking about how amazing I am, but behind the scenes, I'm a total asshole to my wife. Somebody is going to call me out and be yeah. like, those things don't line up. That's right. And so that's where it started was, I'm done. I'm done living as somebody else. I know who I am because of who God made me to be. I'm going to lean into that. And then as that started to resonate with other people, because the word authenticity, right, has been around forever. Everybody uses it. But then the second part of that was, I want to help other people and particularly other men see inside of themselves who they truly are to bring that to the surface and be proud 
to live as that man, all the while desiring to be the best version of that man humanly possible. I mean, there is nothing more freeing. You know this, camera. Right? You do this yeah. so well, I believe, is like when we just get to be us, when we don't have to worry about hiding behind something to, to our families, to our friends, to social media, to our clients on a podcast, like, like this is amazing. Like, can you believe that we get to do this? Like, it, it, this is freedom in, in, in the greatest regard. I, I don't care what happens around me as long as I just get to keep living as the person that I've been created to be. And so it's become just this path to freedom for me that 20 years ago, I would have never thought was possible. Yeah. Amazing. And you know, the name, the name of this podcast is dad's making a difference. And so when I was thinking like, who is a dad that I know who's doing that? And I thought of you, it's because of what you just shared, living freely, living openly and not living to like you said, get the validation from others. But I am going to do what's best for me, what God has set out for me in my life, what it means for my wife and my kids. And it's amazing how when you step into that arena and you step into that as your focus, how maybe our outreach, our story, our mission, our passion, the difference that we make, that on its own starts to increase. Because mm -hmm. people are drawn to authentic people. And so I think if we get sucked into, you brought up Instagram, we get sucked into, again, that Instagram filter piece where we see everybody at their best and we're like, oh, I'd love to be around that person without knowing what's happening in the end. But it's kind of nice to see, you know, realness in today's world. Realness that is just like, here, this pisses me off. I'm going to tell you about it. You can agree or disagree, but you know where I stand. And I appreciate yep. that about you because you will one day on your stories, like on your social media, you are very open about saying, here's what I stand for. Here's what I'm against. And you don't need mm -hmm. to agree with me, but you just need to know where I stand. I don't care about you any less. I don't love you any less. You're a guy, man, that everything you do, I know this about you. You just show love for other people. So can you speak to um, the encouragement maybe for guys who are a little bit uncomfortable reaching out, guys who are a little bit, you know, on the edge, they don't want to say hello. They don't, don't want to make that first contact. They, they know they're called to do something, but they're just like, I'm safe right now. And I'm nervous about that. What encouragement would you give to a guy right now who wants to step out of that comfort zone to truly make a difference in the lives of the people around them? Oof. So I would, I would first say that, you know, take some time to, to self-reflect again. So one of the questions that I, I ask, I would ask people is like, what's holding you back? Mm. What, I, I don't necessarily want to say, what are you afraid of? Because we, we get defensive. Like, I'm not afraid of anything, right. but like, gotta be a man. Not what, afraid. What, yeah. Yeah. Man up. Uh, but, but like, <laughs> what, what is it, you know, that, that is preventing you from taking that step? And, and yes, it is fear. Like we are afraid, like as much as you say, you know, and, and I appreciate you saying to me, you know, like, I, I just, I, I speak my convictions and like, I, I was just, uh, my wife and I were out on a date last two nights ago. And we were talking about this as, as I continue to lean into what, what I see my path to be. 
I continue to be under more and more fire because mm-hmm. I hold the conservative values. I'm very vocal about them. I don't want to offend other people, but at the same time, I'm not going to back down from what I believe. And so we were talking about that. And I said to her, I said, look it. I said, I, I, I am concerned with what other people will say to me, what other people will think of me, how other people will treat my wife and kids as mm. the result of what I say and do. But at the end of the day, and so again, like this is for you guys particularly that have faith in Christ, it's we cannot doubt the fact that if God has put something into your heart, a desire, a passion, a word, that it won't fail when you open your mouth and speak it or when you extend your hands to do it. It may hurt. It may be hard. But as we look back on our life, every time that we've taken a risk, we see that it was for good, whether it was for our own learning and growth and good, or if it was for the good of somebody else. And so my encouragement to you would be to first to self-reflect on that, like what's holding you back and why. And then I would say this, this is the second piece. Again, as men, we're constantly being encouraged to like climb Mount Everest, to like you know, run the ultra marathon, forget the marathon. And I understand that, you know, the Goggins uh, is, is great with that, you know, like guys like that motivate. And I love that. Like, I love getting charged up by that stuff, but there are so many of you that are listening right now that need to hear this. One baby step is just as valuable as a hundred miles at a time. Yes. And as a matter of fact, that baby step may turn out to be more valuable because it is the first step towards whatever this next phase of your life is going to be like. And it will change who you are. It will change the way that you, your wife sees you and that your relationship is, that your kids see you and your, your clients. Like There is just so much opportunity in us boldly stepping out. It won't fail. It, it will not fail. It may not end in the result we want, but it will not fail. So take the baby step. The smallest bit of progress is all that matters when we're being held back from making any progress at all. I feel like I should just hit stop right there. You know, like, <laughs> like let, let that sink in. I love, I love the mindset, you know, the baby steps for big results, that 1% mindset that, you know, some of us, you know, preach and are familiar with, but I couldn't reinforce that enough. Um, kind of leads me into a question for you. You know, you have a lot going on in your life. You're a guy who's <laughs> driven, which is amazing. I admire that about you. What is the baby step, the one step that you're taking right now because you have some stuff coming up? Maybe kind of tell us, what are you facing? What are some barriers? What are you most excited to dive into and, and tackle right now? Man. Okay. So there's quite a few different things, but I think for, for sake of, of this, so most of these guys can probably relate to this. So I've been working for almost the last two years on uh, a men's coaching Academy. And I'm going to say, this is the honest to God truth. Um, June of 2020 is when I started this and it has been failure after failure, after wall, after wall, after reconfiguration, more money being burned. And I don't have a lot of money to burn. And so we're so close. We're literally on the verge. And probably by the time this goes live, we will be live. And so 
my baby step is I, I, I've actually started to, to fear letting it go live. Like I'm like, well, maybe one more tweak, maybe one more thing because yeah. maybe it's not right or all of this. And then we're going to go public with it and, 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 and it's going to just fail. And so the baby step was, is we put a date to it and it sounds so ridiculous, but like, I, I just had to finally commit and I had to eat my own words. Like you idiot, you're preaching to everybody else just to take the step and trust God with whatever happens. And so I had to do that. And we just did it yesterday. Um, um, the, the woman that works with me, she and I did this, uh, like set the date to it. And I'm scared. Uh, I'm excited. Um, but I just know that I needed to take this next step. Like I want to impact millions of people in my lifetime with not necessarily this program, but just with what happens from this point forward. But I can't do that if I can't, if I can't impact one with this. And so that that's really where I'm at. So it's tension, it's contentious, it's, it's fearful. Um, but I'm really, really excited because it's just, it's like all the work to this point in my life professionally has been for what's coming next. Amazing. Awesome. man. And you know, on, on my side, I'm rooting for you. I, I love Thanks, what you man. do. I'm rooting for you. I know the launch is coming up. Uh, I, I think many of us listening have been in that space you're in right now in some way or another and just had to say, I'm doing this, right? And so if you are listening to Ryan, you're like, yeah, I have something in my life that I just need to do. Whether it's that little step you're doing or you have a big project or maybe it's a promotion at work, something in your life that scares you a little bit, I think that's healthy. It's okay not to know. Uh, There's value and power in not knowing. So brother, I'm so happy for you. I'm I'm encouraged by your message. I know our listeners are encouraged by your message. I wish you the best. And Ryan, I think we'll, we'll stop it there, man. You've just dropped value bomb after value bomb today. So thank you. Um, Where can, where can they find you? Where can the listener find you? Uh, so all of our social media, I, I definitely like blast myself out there, but the, the two good root places for that are my website, ryanjamesmiller.com, uh, and then foundations to freedom.com. Uh, those are the two places that all of this type of content and story really begin. Uh, and all of my social links are there. And, uh, and I would love to connect with people just to continue building that community. Because uh, one thing I will say just to finish is, um, like, I feel like I've done a lot of self work and a lot of growth. But like, it's the reason why we're friends, the reason that we're in the mastermind, like the more of a community of men that are after the same vision, it's, it's a different path to get there, but that are after the same vision of being the best men that we can possibly be for our homes, for our communities, and ultimately for the world. Um, I, I want to be a part of that. And so just deeply connecting with people is something that I'm, I'm just, I'm all about. Amazing. Awesome. And we will put all Ryan's uh, connection info in the show notes. Of course, go check him out. Listen to his podcast. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. And for the listener, thank you for joining us on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast.
Thank you for joining me today on this episode of the Dad's Making a Difference podcast. I hope you found value in today's show. And if it made a positive impact on you, please share it with someone you know, leave a five-star review and subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. I'm Cam Hall. Thank you for spending time with me today. And I will see you on the next episode of the DMD podcast.